Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Hey guys, welcome to Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Today we're joined with Laurel. Would you like to introduce yourself? Um, so I'm Laurel. I'm in my final year of studying English at Jesus College. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, Laura's also one of the interviewers for Oxford from the Inside, as you might have seen oh, her. Yeah. Uh, but, um, anyways, um, today we're going to be doing a quick fire question. Um, and it's today we're doing the question of um, if you can do any other degree, what would it be? So, um, Laurel? Um, so we had your prediction already um, of languages, which is fair. Um, but actually, I was thinking about this, and I think with slight like divergence, I would like to do a biology degree. Not, I don't know if I could do a biology degree, but I think that would be what I would like to do. What was it about biology that? Um, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. How come biology? So um, I did the A-level because um, I refused to kind of narrow down to one path for a long time. So I was even looking at studying psychology, maybe at Bath or like biology somewhere. I didn't look too much into detail because I didn't really back myself enough. But um, I loved the A-level topics, all of it, really enjoyed that. Um, so that's a kind of like entry point. Um, in terms of the Oxford course, um, you can do the integrated masters, which always sounds like a good idea. Um, but also there's the opportunity for, which I think you have in chemistry as well, where you take on an independent project in that fourth year, um, which you get to completely direct. So obviously English, we have the dissertation, which you get to pick the topic for, but I like to choose research to do out of like anything. Cause I think the, the sheer range of this degree, <laughs> like um, just, they get to go off and do whatever they want. Um, also, it's combined for the zoology department. So I was reading about this today. Um, and basically anything to do with animals would be really cool. Um, so that's kind of part of it. Um, and then maybe a more academic side other than just like fluffy um, would be that I think English has a tendency, which needs to be like improved, but a tendency to look, well, not improved, but built upon um, to be backward looking. So you trace kind of the history of literature. Um, we have the kind of classic like old white men canon and everything. Um, so it's very much like looking back and that obviously there's lessons to be learned from history and the literature that's populating it. But biology, like from what I know about it is a lot more forward looking and kind of can be more directly relevant to what's happening right now. So in terms of like addressing global issues, like biologists will be front of the curve of like addressing things like climate change. Um, and just like, also I read, what did I read recently? I think it was um, Homo Deus. Um, I can't remember the author's name. Yeah, have you read it as well? No, no, I know it's, it's, okay, quite, sweet. Long, it's quite a long name. The one who did Sapiens, right? Yeah, same guy um and he like in sapiens he tracks the kind of the history of humanity um from a kind of anthropological stance um but in homodeus because i used it slightly for my dissertation um 
he looks forwards as to what humanity might become so he looks at how we might evolve um and obviously with the kind of introduction of um like artificial intelligence um it also like how that's going to affect us as we move forwards um so there's the whole thing of transhumanism and how we're going to try and enhance ourselves to be closer in intelligence and ability of artificial intelligence um so like that's pretty cool <laughs> um and just that forward-looking element is just really interesting and also like would just be nice to be able to innovate in that way because they say like there's 12 stories they've all been written and then they just get rewritten which i don't know how much i agree with but that kind of premise of a lot of stuff in literature has been covered before whereas i feel that for something like biology everything's still continuing to change or continuing to evolve so there's always something to look forward to in like research and study but yeah just it, it sounds cool <laughs> it's basically why yeah I, I dropped my a level of biology 18 months in but you know you have to really dislike something if you oh. if you give it up 18 months in the a level but anyways enough about me um well i i've got <laughs> questions um firstly what was what did you mean by the 12 different stories um what is that about um so there's like i don't quote me on this but there's like 12 basic storylines and like plots um i can't list them <laughs> but basically the, there's a kind of set of 12 that then every single story from that point onwards builds upon or uses in some way um so like in a very specific sense Neil Gaiman did a podcast on um, the Orpheus myth and how that is appropriated in so many different forms now and how it's like changed but also the key elements of going to retrieve something um, like not necessarily from the underworld as in the original myth but like the idea of going and not being allowed to look back is a kind of central part of lots of different stories and that all feeds through which I enjoy as part of literature I like seeing how things kind of spread out across the kind of timeline um but i think also there's like the chance to innovate more easily is quite an attractive trait in a degree subject um i need to speak to more biologists about how they particularly feel maybe after <laughs> three years of doing this innovation but um yeah i think that's part of it nice yeah it was just for me the instant question that comes to mind is that I'd imagine surely if someone's studying biology and they're looking at how the future can pan out and evolution side, et cetera, could they not see how that overlaps a lot with the 12 stories and how that will come in the future, but in like a biology perspective? Do you, does that have any weight in truth? Yeah, I guess there, I, th I think in terms of like, if, if we're talking about literature as tracing back what we were and how we behaved and kind of the social structures more biology also obviously has that kind of timeline um i don't know how much they cover it on the degree course i'm assuming at least in part um my gcse biology days looking at evolution <laughs> indicate that probably they look at that slightly um but i think like also one key part is a, a big part of my degree that i've enjoyed is when literature and science have overlapped um so a lot of my degree has been science in stories um and then how that plays out so 
I've done so many essays because obviously you get to pick like your essay topics week to week. Um, lots of essays on like identity in terms of like a more psychological slant, but also um, recently I did one on um, the body in medieval literature and kind of like boundedness, especially of the female body. Um, and kind of there's all this stuff about the wandering womb and like hysteria and all of the like female anatomy is brought into play as a means to silence women writers etc that's very niche but in terms of bringing more biological elements into literature I've, I've enjoyed that too and there's definitely a place for it um, in literature obviously like science fiction is a key kind of genre for bringing in the science funnily enough um, but I think also even back in like um, the renaissance where they're looking at um, is it Gallen? I can't remember how to say his name, but the idea of the humours and how you have the four humours and that will dictate like all of your behaviour. Um, like melancholy is rooted in, I think, an excess of like black bile in the body. It's just, it's crazy. Like obviously we have the, the means to figure out that it maybe is not a buildup of bile that causes that, but just how they tried to figure it out. Um, so I think maybe they're not as distinct as I initially made out. Um, and before we finish off um, what is it about animals that entice you to do a biology degree um, well I, I don't know how they use the animals on the biology degree I should probably investigate this because I think the, the, some of the medic elements I probably wouldn't like but I don't think they do the same sort of thing I know A-level biology I had to dissect an eyeball at one point so I, I don't want to interact with animals in that way but kind of the study of animal behavior <laughs> um more than seeing what's inside animals um is what draws me in and like just yeah like alpacas are the best animal in the world so the hope would be that I would get to spend more time with alpacas if I was doing a biology degree yeah, um I don't, I don't know if that's part of the syllabus yeah. Yeah, but there's alpacas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the alpacas come to Jesus. They came to Trinity. Are they not? Oh, you're missing out. They did not come to. No, I I nagged about this for like three terms. Our welfare rep. There's a famous photo of me. Me having my hand outstretched. Um, a famous photo. I just walked away, <laughs> and my face just dropped. Um, for anyone listening, um, I don't know how it's organized but sometimes colleges organize alpacas to come and visit for like a welfare wholesomeness and it's very good for the welfare and it's unbelievably wholesome um will it still be there when you're when if you apply and you come uh, hopefully but i cannot guarantee but um yes um, but um thank you laurel I'll that's promise. all that we've got time for very, uh, very interesting um and surprising i didn't think you'd say biology uh, but um there we are um and thanks for the listeners um for listening and um, whether it's on your podcast uh, platform or youtube instagram um we hope you stay safe and we'll see you guys next time